Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We're going to chat to one of our own here, Ricky Swinell, who's been calling the ASB Classic uh, for Sky and doing an absolutely fantastic job. She joins us now. G'day, Rick. G'day, mate. How are you? Mate, I'm doing very, very well. Is there anything you don't do? Like rugby, sevens, <laughs> netball, cricket, tennis, like it's getting out of hand. Well, it's either jack of all trade, master of none, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not at all. Is there actually is there actually anything sort of like bizarre that you've ever commentated before? Like you haven't done underwater hockey or something like that, have you? No, I wouldn't say, uh, I've done weightlifting, which I would okay. say is bizarre, but it's probably slightly more unique to the others. And I tell you what, thoroughly enjoyed it as well. What a cool sport. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, when I was sort of on my OE years back, I, I sort of did a bit of reporting on snooker and darts, which is, you know, slightly different for a, for a Kiwi to do. But <laughs> no, I haven't commentated anything like underwater hockey as yet, but look, we'll throw it out there and I can uh, give it a go if look, you want. Knowing, knowing <laughs> your record, it'll, it'll appear somewhere in your, in your CV in the, in the coming years. Um, let's talk some tennis. Uh, the ASB Classic, the women's side wrapped up last night. Coco Golf beating uh, Spaniard Rebecca Mazarova 6-1-6-1 in the final. Wouldn't have been a uh, 2023 ASB Classic match without a bit of rain as well, uh, but we did eventually get there. And let's be honest, Ricky, the number one seed, one of the world's most exciting talents, it was pretty easy work for, for Coco Golf in the end. Yeah, it was, and, and I think, look, on the face of it, it was, it was always going to be on paper as well, um, and, and her whole run through the tournament has looked like that. She um, clearly a cut above the rest of the field. Kind of reminded me a few years back when Agnieszka Radwanska, the great Polish player, she won the, the tournament and didn't drop a set. She was probably a little bit more challenged than what Coco Goff was. I think perhaps, you know, the early exit of Leila Fernandez, or not the early exit, but the exit of Leila Fernandez changed things as well. That massively opened it up for, for Goff, who was already coming in as, you know, as, as a big favourite. She's the only, she was the only top 10 player in the world. And then I think it was down to Fernandez at, at four which is probably not quite a reflection of how good Leila Fernandez was either. So, yeah, she is just absolutely class and quality and cannot wait to hopefully have her back to come defend the title and see what she does this year. Mm, it's been obviously like a, a, a unique competition just with, I mentioned the rain playing a massive factor and uh, you've been sitting there calling it each day. How do you, I guess, sum up the, the woman's side of the competition? It, it, it's successful or bizarre? How would you sort of sum it up? Well, unique would be one way to put it. Um, I think mid, midway through the week, I used the term soul destroying. Um, <laughs> it was, you know, it was it was really hard going this year, unfortunately, and and I think that was probably reflected in in some of the tennis we saw as well, and maybe that sort of contributed to it. it the tennis didn't reach the heights that we've seen in other years, and, and that is perhaps going inside, outside, on, off, all of those kind of things, which was so it was just frustrating all round, and and you've got to feel for the organiser they'd assembled a really good field um, with some you know some really star names uh, and then basically everything that went that could go wrong went wrong you know with the weather uh, the injury to Radicanu really unfortunate I mean on the bright side you know we did t- 
eventually, you know, it feels like, thank God Coco Goff won it with all due respect <laughs> to Rebecca Masarova. It was, it was sort of had that kind of feel to mm. it. So I think it was just one of those years we got a great champion in the end. We saw some excellent players. You know, we got Fernandez out on centre court. We got Raducanu out on, on centre court and Venus Williams as well. Um, you know, so we did get to see those star players play in front of crowds. But yeah, it, it wasn't one for the books, unfortunately. No. And it's, and it's sort of funny because, you know, the weather which no one has any control over, had it been sunny, you know, you'd probably be talking about the best event of the summer, you know, with, with the players that you had yep. on show, the fact that, you know, there's things like cricket and that aren't around for the time being. It really could have been, you know, the event of the summer. We get, you know, Emma Raducanu lobbing criticism at the tournament. You've got fans and media calling for a roofed venue. Do you think there's sort of something practical they can do or is it just a matter of, look, rotten luck, the weather didn't play ball and that's just what happens sometimes? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it, I always remember Carl Budge, the former tournament director, when it would rain, and we haven't had a year rain-wise like that for for a wee while. Admittedly, obviously, we haven't been there for a couple of years, but, um, you know, it's sort of going back 2018, 20, even 2016 since we've had really rotten weather. You can't you can't legislate, you can't control the weather, but I think you can plan it, um, plan for it. And so I think there was a bit of a scramble on that first day when they were deciding to get indoors, and, and that delayed things as well. But, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Okay, I, I, I totally understand the calls for the roof um, as well. It is a big, expensive exercise to undertake for, I know people are saying, two tournaments a year. So I think if, if the roof goes on, I think we need to look at what else can we do in that venue. Margaret Court Arena at the Australian Open, they play netball on there. They put a netball court down and, and they play their super netball there. Um, what else can we, What else could we use that tennis centre venue for mm. um, outside of the two weeks with a roof on and, and think really innovatively, can we attract some different kinds of events? Could we put the darts on there? You know, that mm. kind of stuff, um, just to think a little bit differently if, if that's the way it's going to be. And, and I mean, should I, geez, I'd be all in for a roof, 100%. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I can't just be for the tennis. It has to be for a whole lot of different things. And it could become a great venue for the city. Was it? Was you throwing the darts in there? Just a bit of a, uh, you know, Ricky Swinnell commentating the darts in, you know, 2024, 2025 <laughs> no, as well? No, no, no. <laughs> I would quite happily sit in the stand, stand with her. With her <laughs> well, I was going to say a pint, but I don't actually drink beer with a glass of wine. It's not the dark kind of thing. But you know, you know what I mean. Those sound yeah, oh no, hundred percent. Deal with our sport and events. We could be really, we could be much more innovative. Yeah. Um, maybe a little less conservative in some of our thinking and, and the way we do things. If we want to attract world-class sporting events and, and world-class athletes, which we do for the tennis. Um, so how can we keep jumping on that? Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Do you think, like, I don't, I hate to be negative because I really do love the ASB Classics, one of my favourite events over summer, but does it, does what we sort of see this year, does it hamper it in any way, like, from a player's point of view? I mean, Raducanu's criticism doesn't help, but do you think some players looking and go, oh, you know, I'm not really that keen on that, I'll, I'll go to something in Aussie or I'll go somewhere else? No, I don't think so. I think we've had, you know, we've had incidents over the years where we have had the rain or or things have happened. And, you know, Serena Williams with the wind factor a few Mm. years ago. And he was like, oh, gosh, I think it kind of goes a little bit to that Kiwi thing of we want everyone to really like us. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the the Raducanu situation is really unfortunate. Will she be rushing back to Auckland? I doubt it. Um, To to play, it sounds like she had a great time um, in the small amount of time she did get to see the city. But then you've got the flip side of Coco Goff, who came with her here with her whole family, 
they had Christmas here, they went to Waiheke, they, you know, they did mm. so much and, and love and enjoy the city. I, I think when you look over the years of the fields that have been able to be assembled and, and all of that, like, I mean, it doesn't help, you know, no negative publicity doesn't help, but I think tennis players, by and large, can understand that the weather is a, is a big factor in their sport um, and that it can't be controlled. Mm. Okay, let's talk about the men's side, which uh, is is underway with, with qualifiers, etc. Ajit Rai playing Brazilian Thiago Monteiro after a massive upset against Against the uh, the ninety second ranked ATP men's player, Montero uh, Montero uh, ranked seventy one in the world and the number one seed in the qualifier. Ajit won the first set seven six and then uh, Montero came back in the second. The score was five three in the third before the game was suspended. Do they do they come back and play today? Is that how it works? Yeah, they should do. Um, yeah, yeah, and well, where I am in Mount Albert, which is about sort of ten minutes or fifteen minutes or so from uh, where the, the tennis centre is, it's a little bit overcast, I would say, but oh that's kind of standard this last week. <laughs> um, but not too bad. hasn't rained. It's okay. It's dry. So, yep, that will be it. They should get hopefully get back out there. Um, and, you know, I mean, gee, Ajit, right, that result yesterday is uh, enormous for him. Um, uh, obviously, a, a bigger challenge again, a greater challenge ahead. And um, But, you know, you often see some really unusual results in qualifying. We did last week with the women's players you would expect to come through, didn't. Um, you know, so he's, he's given himself a chance, but obviously with a, a bit of a fight in that third. What do you reckon, like, do you think it works for or against him coming back the next day? Because you'd think, you know, if, if he felt a bit of momentum, he would have wanted to, to get it done last night. But do you think it works in his favour, you know, having a bit of an extra day's rest to, to come back and only play, you know, two or three games? I guess it depends, and I haven't looked. It depends on who's coming out and who's serving and all of that kind of stuff, too. We saw a couple of times last week with a, a player who was coming out at break points down and having to, you know, come straight out and, and serve mm. after a rain delay. The slight difference being is you come out on a whole other day as opposed to, you know, later in the day, which sometimes is a little bit easier. But, yeah, I mean... Oh. Yeah, so how long's a piece of string on that one? You just you 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 got no time to waste. That's yeah. for sure. You've got to you, you have to fire straight away. Really good warm up, really good prep, and all of that. Yeah, no, it's going to be exciting. Nevertheless, then we move on to the round of thirty two, and later in the week, the round of sixteen, where we're going to see the Cameron Norries, Diego Schwartzman, Casper Ruds, a really exciting uh, men's side, which uh, is sort of quite open as well. Who do you who do you like? Who do you think's a, a, the real favourite in that men's side? Well, I should caveat, first of all, by saying I'm a massive fan of Casper Ruud. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you know, he you know, seems a great bloke. I see he had a very nice, uh, played one of the very nice golf courses yesterday um, as well. And yes. he had a, such a good year last year. But, you know, first tournament of the season is always tricky, although, uh, you know, some of these guys, I think Casper Ruud did play the United Cup last week for Norway. So uh, he, as, as the top seed, he will always be the tournament favourite. What is he, world number three, I think. But, I mean, Cam Norrie had a couple of absolutely exceptional wins for Great Britain last week uh, in the United Cup. And coming here, he is going to be so well supported. Um, you just you hope that, you know, that sense of occasion, because effectively this is a little bit of a home tournament, is it, yep. isn't it, for Camp Norrie? Mm-hmm. He, he's going to be, you know, a lot of focus on him. So, I, I mean, I'd love to see him, him get up. And, and even though he is feels like a little bit like the one that got away from a New Zealand tennis perspective um, it would be an awesome result for, for Cam Norrie and, and as I say comes in and great for me, had a couple of absolutely outstanding wins last week Yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that Hey, you, um, Are you looking forward to this Netflix doco that's coming out I think later this week, Breakpoint, which is produced by the same people as the Drive to Survive series 
um, sort of a behind yeah. the scenes. And your Casparood very much involved, I'm told. Yeah, my Casparood. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I am. Look, I have not watched Drive to Survive. I'm one of those people that when something's really hyped or it's the thing that everybody's watching, I wait until for some for yep. whatever reason. It's I feel it. like a book or whatever. I like the last dance. I didn't watch until about eight months after everybody else had watched it. Um, but I am, yeah, really am looking forward to that. Like I, a few years back, I sort of was much more regularly covering tennis and did the Australian Open for a few years. And, and when I lived overseas, you know, some of that the grass court stuff. And it is a very bizarre world, yeah. <laughs> for, for want of a better term, you know, very young multi-million dollar athletes um, that are on this grind week in, week out, and, and the differences between the haves and the have-nots, even, you know, from number the difference between number 20 in the world and number 90 in the world is mm. significant in terms of that off-court stuff, so I think it will be really fascinating, I, I am and I think there's some cool personalities too um, you know, ones that you love to hate perhaps like a Nick Kyrgios, who you know, not a, he's not in my Casper Rudy echelon of, of uh, players to love. Um, but yeah, no, I no, I am. It's good, and and also I don't know this this wet weather that we've been having all around the country. I've sort of been burning through a lot of series and a yes. lot of books lately. Yes. I'm looking for something new. Yeah, I agree. I do agree. And I, I actually um, raised it a, an hour or so ago that I wonder if, um, and I know you haven't seen Drive to Survive, but the first season of that didn't really have many of the big names in Formula One, but Daniel Ricciardo was the sort of star of the of the first season and became you know a big star around oh. the world because of it. And then all the rest of the guys saw, hey, this is actually pretty cool, we'll jump on board. So I wonder if sort of Kyrgios plays a similar role, you know, he'll become the sort of star of the first season and then, uh, you know, you'll, you'll get the, the Djokovic's and the and the Dow's and the Alcaraz's all wanting to jump on board as well. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I think I I wonder. It's going to be really fascinating because Kyrgios is such a polarizing personality, right? And I I think it could probably, in a way, do him some good. Yeah. Like you know, because I think a lot of tennis fans or and or even sort of people like us who are you know real sport watchers who do watch a fair amount of tennis can can find him. Um, you know, a tough go sometimes. Whereas if you're a, a casual observer who's just going to tuck it, chuck in and watch this and, and just get to live, see a little bit more about what he, why he is like he is, um, you, you're dead right. I mean, I think Daniel Ricciardo is such a great personality, right? So popular and, and comes across comes across exactly how he is. Mm. So, um, yeah, we we will. Oh. Oh, I think we're just oh we're just we're just losing you there, Ricky. We'll, I will let you go, but just quickly, where you what what's next for you after the uh, after the ASB Classic? I'm sure you're you're jetting on a plane somewhere to do something. What what's next on your calendar? No, straight down State Highway to Hamilton for me. Hamilton oh, City of Dreams. So you know the big the big trip the big trip to the Tron. <laughs> so and that'd be cool. Be uh, obviously last time for New Zealand Sevens, and be nice to have all the teams out here. Hopefully. The weather plays ball. I know some of them have actually already arrived to coming in early to do some training training here in New Zealand. So um, that'll be me down down to the Tron next weekend. Beautiful, mate. I was down there for you know most of the Christmas New Year break. It is one of the greatest cities in the world. Um, I'll sing that one to the, the cat. It is one of the greats, mate. You'll enjoy it. Just head down to the helm for a pizza uh, and then straight across to Waikato Stadium. It, it, it doesn't get much better than Perfect. that, mate. <laughs> really appreciate you coming on, Rick, and, uh, and great job. And I haven't actually mentioned as well, I think I might have flicked your message, but but seriously, the uh, the commentary of the, of the Women's Rugby World Cup <laughs> and, and that final was arguably probably the best sporting commentary I've heard in, in any sport. So well done to you, mate. You did an absolutely fantastic well, thank job. You.
you're very kind and <laughs> over-inflating things, but that, that's very nice. <laughs> this, is, this is what I have to do to get you on the show, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've already come on. We've finished. You don't yeah. have to bundle me up now. <laughs> All good. Okay, Rick, uh, thanks, mate. Enjoy the, the classic. Let's hope the rain stays away, eh? Absolutely. Cheers, mate.